Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong, and I'm here with my co-host, Dennis Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Many people talk about the power of yes. Today we're going to talk about the power of no. Many of us are taught that in order to be good and kind people, we have to please everyone. That is simply not true. Today we're going to talk about why it's essential to be able to and know how to say no, how that helps us to hold our space on spirit perspective, and how that helps to propel us forward. After the discussion, we're going to wrap it up with a group frequency calibration, which will begin to help to remove the distortion patterns around this topic. So let's get started. Dennis? Karen, can you explain to me <laughs> why, why is the word no, two letters, N-O, why is it such a scary word for some people to express? Yeah. Um, well, for some, uh, the key is the some people, because for some people they're okay with it and for others they're not. And for those for whom they have fear around it or resistance to using it or discomfort around it or whatever it is, it's because they usually have been taught or told that in order to be kind and nice and good people that they have to please everyone. And what that looks like on spirit level is almost like a pattern of self-abuse because it's almost like they will sacrifice themselves in order to always be pleasing. Right? So people will dump their emotional garbage on them, they'll take advantage of them, they'll roll over them, they'll do whatever. And the person who can't say no or is resistant to saying no, is afraid of saying no, seems like they can't muster the courage to resist. And this is actually usually a form of um, what happens after distortion patterns from lineage, culture, religion. And if the person has had a lot of abuse, that's the other mm. thing. So what happens is that um, because they have a pattern of uh, be either being abused by other or abusing self, what happens is they can't, know is not a possibility because that's a boundary and they don't have boundaries. So for these people on spirit level, again, they have those patterns and a couple of things could happen. One, am I going too fast? No, is it with me? Okay. no, but it's quite fascinating. I've never okay. thought of the word no and self-abuse. Yeah. yeah. So what's happening is one, there's a couple of things that could happen on spirit level. One is that they are, because of the abuse, they float out of their bodies and are not present within their body. And therefore things can come into them, including other people's emotional toxicity or whatever it is, bullying, whatever, yeah? The other possibility is that their spirit body, which is the sphere, an arm's length all around our physical bodies, which we talked about in a different episode, where, um, Essentially, that the wall of that, which if it's a strong spirit body that is um, whole and intact and complete on spirit level, that wall will look like plump and solid and very, very smooth. Okay? For a lot of people who can't say no, the walls of their sphere look like very, very loose weave on a cloth or like tissue paper almost, you know, so you can see through it. Um, so that's not great. So things can come in that way. Um, those are the two main things that I see. If, if the person has had been sexually abused, what also happens is that around the sphere or in the walls of the sphere, it, there are actually tears. 
So it's not just like a weave that's loose, it's actually holes that have been ruptured in the spirit body, which is actually really terrible. And as a result, what happens is the essence of the person can leak out of it. So not only can stuff come in in a way that's harmful to them, but their essence starts to leak out, which is really hor horrible on spirit level. So that's not great. So to answer your question, that's the, the, the spe on spirit level, that's really what's happening. And so a lot of times what we have to do is to work on the frequency level to repair the sphere, basically. To, because the sphere it can self-heal. It just needs enough, a higher enough frequency resonation in order to do that. Um, and we need to pull the person back into their body. Sometimes what will happen as a fourth thing, I just forgot to mention this, is that because the person isn't, um, they have had like a trauma or something like this, they'll pop out of their bodies, okay? So because it physically hurts. Right? So they've had some kind of physical trauma or a car accident or something, yeah. or something happened to them, so they exit their bodies. When they exit their bodies, what happens again is that same example where other things can come in and they have a hard time saying no. Now, that's not the only thing that might happen to them, but it's one of the possibilities. They're also outside of time. So as a result, it's harder for them to say, to, ha to have a boundary, you need to be present in your body. Does that make sense? You need to be like present here to hold a boundary so someone else can't come in. If you're not here, present in your body, it's difficult to hold a boundary. Does that make sense? So if you're outside of time, if you're outside of your body, if there's like leaking going on, you can't hold it. There's, there's not enough momentum to hold the boundary. So it's almost like if I'm always saying yes, to, yeah. to whatever the request is, yeah. you know, and in my mind or my, you know, I, I know that I can't do it or I don't want to do it or mm -hmm. it's just I'm not able to do it. Mm -hmm. But if it's, if I'm just constantly just to be nice, mm -hmm. well, yes, sure, I mm -hmm. can do that. No, I can take care of that. Yeah. No, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like an open house. It is. And a lot of times um, when that's happening, um, as I mentioned from the distortion patterns, a lot of times it will appear, appear um, sometimes in men, but oftentimes in females, where they're told that in order to be, like part of their, their job, their requirement as a good wife, mother, daughter, is that they have to take on the requests of everybody, right? In order to be caring and loving in whatever capacity that is. So let me explain, and then, they, and then it extends to friends, right? So now not only yeah. is your family dumping all yeah. this stuff on you, right? But also now friends start to do it. And it, sometimes it's reinforced in culture and religions when, we, when we're, we're women are expected to take on these burdens of other people. Does that make sense? So they can't say no because the, the frequency distortion running through them requires them to say yes. Does that make sense? Not yeah. to mention the cultural expectation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult for them. It's almost impossible. Yeah. If you pair all that yeah. stuff going, it's almost impossible yeah. to say no. So I just want to make something a little bit clear. The space within your spirit body, okay? So you have, I mentioned before, your physical body's here in the center, and around you is the sphere, right? And um, at arm's length around you. That space between those two things belongs to you alone, your higher self, and your connection of your source. End. That's it. And in French, they would call that point final, period. No more. Just that. Okay. Now, the reason that's there is because that's, that is the space where you start to, this is like, I don't, if you remember from a long time ago when I initially started talking about where do we come from? So if you imagine the oneness vibrating at its very high rate and out of the oneness come these spheres of very high vibrating spheres of pure source energy. And the, the vibrational rate is what distinguishes us as individuals. 
So here we are. So that's the same sphere that I'm talking about. That sphere that just popped out of the oneness, that's the sphere of your spirit body with your physical body inside, right? So you don't want else anyone else inside that individuated no. sphere, pure source energy vibrating as individuated rate. It's just for you. So no one else should be in there. And um, the other thing is if someone else inserts themselves into here, it's a form of abuse and control because the space is really sacred. It's for you and your higher self and pure source alone. And I also want to mention and I haven't drawn breath yet. I will at some point for a question. However, <laughs> I just want to mention that a lot of um, people think that they need to take, they always have to say yes. They need to take on the burdens. Everyone makes. It's kind of a martyr. It's like a martyr. Yeah. Yes, thank yes. you. Yes. It's the martyr and the victim. And um, what happens is because they can't say no, they feel like they're being a bad person. So let me explain you cannot liberate someone else from their own journey. They came here to learn whatever they came here to learn, as did you. You came into the body of free will before you were embodied to learn something. You can't take someone's lesson away from them. It's not within your power. It's not within anyone's power, right? This is between them and pure source, okay? So, however, you can become heavy with their crap Right? If so, if you just take on their emotional garbage, you will just get heavier and heavier. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but for people who take on emotional dumping from other people or take on stuff yeah. because no one else wants to deal with it, you'll notice that they get heavier and heavier and heavier. And the person that they think that they're helping doesn't change. Yeah. They're still the same. They still have that problem, that depression, right. that bad husband, the whatever and whatnot. You haven't saved them because you can't. So Karen, I've got a speech I got to give this week yeah. and I'm kind of busy. You certainly wouldn't mind giving that speech for me, would you? <laughs> I, I really have to check my calendar and get back to you because I don't know that I have the time. I appreciate the opportunity though, Dennis. Yeah, but Karen, you know, I've done things for you. Can't you just, just this one time? You know, it really, I, I get so scared and worked up when I give a speech. I totally appreciate that. And I think this is a great opportunity for you to overcome your fears because I know you can do a great job. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is, this is kind of disappointing. I was so hoping. Yeah, I, I know that you're disappointed, but I'm sure that you can rally. And I think that you'll really find it to be a great learning opportunity for you. So that no is difficult sometimes, it isn't it? Be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and as you mentioned before, a good place, if you need some place to practice, start with family. <laughs> because absolutely. family has all those expectations. Oh, absolutely. And, and that I, I tried to put a lot of guilt on you. Oh, that was marvelous. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so, you know, with that and, you know, the guilt and the shame and the, you know, the just, disappointment. oh, come on, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, I've done things for you, it's, yeah. you know, so it's a game. Yeah. And if you noticed in that example, I held my space. So I'm going to talk about holding space. Okay, so as we remove our distortion patterns, and we talked about this sphere, which is sacred, right? Within it and yourself. It's to keep this clear from anyone else and their expectations and whatever, whatnot. So it's for you to hold that space, to keep this, because what you were doing actually on frequency level, although we were role playing, was you were trying to insert yourself into my space, yeah. right? You're trying I, to come I in. wanted to take you over. Yeah, you did. And it was very, it yeah. was. I didn't even want you to have to reply. <laughs> I wanted to reply for you. Yes, you did. 
Oh, no, I'll certainly do that speech. Yeah. I know you did, so. which was wonderful, which was a wonderful role play. But um, my point is to, as you do, so it sounds, for those of you who have a difficulty saying no, this is going to sound really hard and it's going to sound scary and you're not going to want to do it. I promise you, the more frequency work you do, the more you're going to realize the sacredness of that space. And as a result, that the taxing, because what's going to happen is you're going to start to become clearer and brighter. And when someone tries to encroach on you, you're going to feel that heaviness and you're not going to want it because it doesn't feel good. So you're going to start to, out of your own self-preservation, want to hold your space. And you're going to realize, because some of the things that we work on will be, you are worthy of holding of, of, of that space being held like you yourself are worthy of that and that's a lot that's hard for some people because they don't feel like they're worthy of being st stood for by themselves much I, less anyone else you know i i cannot imagine how empowering that would feel yeah. if if i had a life of self-abuse yes. or others abusing me yeah. and all of a sudden i learned the word no yeah no yeah. you heard me no yeah, no Exactly. Yeah. And you don't have to be a jerk about no. You certainly don't. No. You can be just extraordinarily yep. firm and immovable yeah. and polite and still saying no. Boy, yeah. but I think about the patterns mm -hmm. that would break. Mm -hmm. And not only for myself, but my children or grandchildren yes. or whatever. Yeah. Otherwise, that's just going to... Cascade down yeah. into the line. Yeah. And your children are definitely not only modeling you or in training to you from a frequency standpoint, they're watching you on a behavioral standpoint as well. You know, it's really marvelous. It's a story. Um, we just uh, did this event in Sedona and one of the attendees was a woman who had never done anything for herself. She never traveled on her own. She never done anything for herself. And when she mentioned to other people that she was going to come to the, this event for her own you know, growth and self-education. It was like she got all this flack for being a bad mother and she's leaving her children and how being inconsiderate. And she held her space. She's like, that's wonderful that you have that opinion. It's not mine and I'm gone. And it was really great. And that was such a huge act of power for her because she'd never held her space like that before. She had never stood for herself because she'd always before been like, well, maybe I am a bad mother. Maybe I shouldn't leave my kids. But you know, what's funny is at the end of the event, she said, you know, by doing this, this allows me to be a better mom for them and wow. it breaks this cycle for them. They learned something about being strong for me. And that's exactly right. So saying no, and as you said, I think you mentioned this before, um, Dennis, something about like maybe being very confusing for kids. Like oh. if you say maybe to a child, it's oh. really confusing to them. Because yeah. it's, it's, there's no, there's no bound, like they don't know what, to, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> there's no the, boundary. <laughs> the thing is, if you say no, or if you say yes, mm -hmm. then you move forward. Yeah, it's clear. With a maybe, it's like, oh, let's see, what do we do with that? Exactly. You know, it just creates a lot of confusion. Yeah. So that no can be just as clarifying and empowering as the yes. Yes. And the thing is, sometimes when you say yes and you mean no, they can feel it. Wow. So it's unclear. So now they can learn. This is how what's happening, I think, with a lot of kids is they realize their parents, you know what I mean, are kind of malleable, like they kind of can assert their authority over their parents. And it gets really interesting when the parents become like lesser in the power balance between children and parents. There is a power balance that happens in all relationships. And it's weird when a three-year-old has total control over their parents. You're just like, whoa, yeah. what just happened there? You know what I mean? Because really, from my perspective, I'm not saying this is correct, from my perspective, part of your job as your parent is not to be friends with your kids, but actually to lead them, right? to empower them, 
to make them strong. I'm not saying abuse your children or anything like that, but I'm just saying part of that leadership is to be clear about your boundaries. So, and I know that's hard sometimes because they take a lot of energy and I get that and we're tired. And it's not, it, like the friendship will come later. It's the, to lead them yeah. when they're young, so. Of yeah. course, 101 is as a child, mm -hmm. you go to mom, you ask. <laughs> if, if you get a no. You go to dad. You go to the next room, uh -huh. dad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that did not work well in my family. Yeah, yeah, if we got caught doing that, there were definite repercussions. <laughs> so anyway, but yes, that is the first, I think, you know, two and a half year olds will do that. Yeah. Pretty amazing, actually. So words do have meanings, absolutely, and uh, they can be very powerful, mm -hmm. and they can also truly be a reflection of kind of where we're at. Absolutely, yes. And the more whole we are, so no, for many people is really important because it shows the your ability to hold your space on spirit level. How neutral can you be in the discomfort of that person's reaction, right? So can you be neutral? with this person's reaction, right? They're all, whatever you're doing, guilting, upset, disappointed, what I'm like, that's, that's your reaction. I gave you my best shot. I know. <laughs> it was really well practiced. <laughs> but in any case, it's, yeah. it's that level of neutrality because a lot of people are not comfortable with being with someone else's yeah. discomfort. Yeah. But as you do more of this work and you hold more of your space and you realize that you're worthy of holding that space, then it's like that person's reaction is their reaction that's, you know, and I think the ironic twist around that is with time, they learn to respect you. Yes, exactly. You know, I'm exactly. gonna ask you, and then, you know, I'm gonna get a reply, yeah. and then I'll go with that. Yes, you and know, I think- And we it, don't have to play this game. Yep, Yeah. exactly. And I think it's really important that people consider what they say yes to. Because there is a, as soon as you say yes, on the frequency level, there's like a shift. Okay, and what happens is it's almost like your energy starts directing out. So you have to be aware that that shift is going to happen. And if you really want to move your frequency energy towards an outward, does that make sense? When you move, when you do something or agree to something, there's a responsibility, action, something that's happening, yeah, that you're moving towards, right? It's not no longer within, you're, you're like moving towards it. So if you're going to commit to that, be aware that you're, committing to that. So I'd rather say I need to think about it than say yes just without thinking about it. Because then to yeah. me, well, you know, now we have started a different path. So the no is as powerful as yes. When you say yes, be aware of what you're saying yes to. You know? So the power of no. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Karen, could you help me? I hear so often when I look at uh, your video or your website, GFC. Exactly what is that? A GFC is a group frequency calibration, which looks a lot like a guided meditation on a particular topic. And what I'm doing is I'm helping you to remove the distortion patterns of that particular topic. And because you're coming together as a mastermind in a group to connect to pure source even more and to clear the distortion patterns of this particular topic, what happens is a tremendous amount of momentum starts to happen because of the energetic of the entire group. And each individual is able to move faster and ascend higher than they could have on their own. Because I'm working on the frequency level, 
these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. So please do not drive while listening to this GFC. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration on the power of no. So let's begin by becoming aware of our bodies. Just for a moment, becoming aware of how you've chosen to hold your feet, your arms, your head, becoming very aware of your body, the rate at which you are breathing, Deepening your breath, if you haven't already. Becoming aware of your back body. We're very focused on the front parts of our body. So just becoming aware of your back body as well. By that I mean your back, the backs of your arms, the back of your neck, the back of your head, your legs, etc. Good. Becoming aware of your environment. The quality of the light. The sounds on your end and on this recording on my end. And this is not a random exercise. As you become more present in your body and aware of your surroundings, the faster and more easily can you drop into pure presence. And from there, the transition for me to pull the mastermind into the eternal now is more efficient, which helps you to remove your distortion patterns more quickly and more efficiently. We'll talk about the eternal now on a different episode, okay? But for now, just becoming aware of your body and your surroundings. As you bring your attention to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum, taking a deep inhale, holding your breath for a count of four, And whenever you have completed that four count, releasing the air out of your lungs and holding your breath out for a count of five. Good. And for those of you who have completed that breath already, keeping your attention in your solar plexus, Breathing normally as we wait for the mastermind to gel. So for those of you who are new, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, and that I'll be making noises on my end. So you'll likely hear me yawn, even though I'm not tired. Sometimes I exhale sharply, or I hum, and that is how I remove the distortion patterns at this time. 
and more and more I am working in silence, especially as I access higher and higher frequencies, depending on the topic and the mastermind that's formed. Also as a note for this particular group, if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that is really something you react strongly against, like that couldn't possibly be you, chances are it's yours. So I invite you to be open to that possibility and to examine it. Good. Keeping our attention in our solar plexus. Now that the mastermind has gelled, we're going to go ahead and ask ourselves the following question to ourselves in our own minds. And that question is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very, very center of your body. And as you imagine or become aware of this space, please notice how vast it is. And in the very center of that vastness, please imagine or notice or become aware of a brilliance that begins to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as a note, brilliance doesn't necessarily mean light. It could also mean a shimmery blackness or a tingliness. And as this brilliance intensifies, because you have your awareness on it, it expands outwards through your cells, through your organs, out through your bone structure. Through your flesh and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. And as you keep your attention on this brilliance, oh, 
it becomes so intense that the sphere begins to oscillate. And now please bring your attention, awareness, focus to the space all around the sphere. Whilst you have your attention on this infinite space, I am working at source level to bring the mastermind up a level in terms of its bandwidth or capacity to take in pure source frequencies. Good. Bring your attention now, please, to your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line, in addition to your solar plexus. Okay. So the first distortion pattern is that of um, being mean. Okay. You think that if you say no, you're being mean or not a good person or you're not being nice. There's a lot of rule sets here from lineage and religion and culture with regards to what is a kind or good person supposed to be. So we're going to remove this distortion pattern because with this running, it is very, very difficult to say no because then you're just a mean, horrible person. Which isn't true. It just means that you know and are clear on what you're willing or able to provide.
And now bringing your attention, please, to your lower ribs and your xiphoid process. So your xiphoid process is at the very base of your sternum. Your sternum is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. At the very base of that sternum, where it goes from bone to flesh, that fleshy point, if you press on it, it's a little bit tender. That is your xiphoid process. Bringing your attention, please, to your xiphoid process and your lower ribs. Okay, so this distortion pattern that we're working on currently is a form of, um, it's a distortion pattern with regards to, um, it's a bundle actually, and the first meaning that there's a number of distortion patterns running together, clumped together, okay? So the first one has to do with low self-worth or non-deserving of keeping your space, right? You're not really worthy of having your space clear from somebody else. You have to always allow for um, it to be invaded. The second is that um, it's a form of self-abuse. Okay, so um, to allow that. And then the third has to do with um, feeling like you are obligated to allow this pushing of people's agendas or thoughts or urgencies or emotions or whatever it is into your space and then dumping it into you. Okay. So helping you with this. Essentially not being worthy of saying no, of holding your space. And there is a subgroup of you that is so used to saying yes when you don't want to say yes. You acquiesce so that people are pushing into your space all the time. And what I mean by your space is a space within your spirit body, that sphere at arm's length all around you, coming into this space, okay? 
which is a sacred space meant for you, your higher self, and for your source. That's it. Nothing else. So when someone else pushes their frequencies into this space, it's essentially a violation. So by not being able to say no, what happens is they often will ram their frequencies into the space in order to uh, manipulate or coerce or control you. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. So that's what we're removing here. Okay. Good. Bring your attention now, please, back to your xiphoid process. All right. So again, this is another bundle, and this is the distortion pattern of um, not having trust in self or confidence in self in terms of your authority to say no. Okay. You don't even mm, trust your own authority, so therefore no one listens to you when you say no okay so if we remove this it'll make it easier for you to say no and then for others to believe you that you're holding to that no and then to uh, abide by the authority behind it okay so keeping your attention on the lifeway process Yep. 
good. So now bring your attention, please, to your xiphoid process. Or keeping it here, rather. And also being aware of your um, spirit body at arm's length all around you. Okay, the sphere of your spirit body. So for many of you on this call, or listening to this is what I should say more accurately, the walls of your spirit body are very thin and almost translucent in like the way paper is translucent or linen is translucent, very thin. So we're going to imagine, and some of you have tears in the walls. So you're going to just imagine these walls self-healing as we work together. And as we work together and the walls self-heal, they're also going to plump up, meaning go from paper thin to a few inches thick, however thick you imagine is perfect. Good, bring your attention to your xiphoid process about three inches directly beneath it, integrating your pain bodies. Lovely. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. These GFCs help people release distortion patterns. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If a GFC topic resonates with you, often more work that can be provided in this one GFC is needed to really clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit 
sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.